Barnes is in the backfield. Wilson escapes, throws on the run. He's got a man. First down. Jets have to hurry, though. Greg Zerline, 33 yards away for the win. Well, they don't ask how, they just ask how many, according to Coach Sala, and winning in the league is hard enough, and we've seen our fair share of blown games over the years as Jet fans to just give this one back, but they got the win at the end of the day, even though it was not pretty. It's the Jets Way Podcast. It's Jake and Lorenzo tonight, and tonight's episode, of course, is brought to you by our good friends over at Underdog Fantasy, and you guys know the drill. Download the Underdog app right now. Use promo code JETSWAY. New customers will get their first deposits matched up to $100. Make sure you tune in during the week for the picks of the week. The underdog lobby for the pick'ems is, it's pretty juiced, folks. They give away nice little plays for your pick'ems, and they give you a boost. It, it, it's nice, believe me. So go check it out over there. Must be 18 years or older in New York and New Jersey and present. Terms apply. Concern with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-877-HOPE-NY and visit www.ncpgambling.com. Org, bro, stuck it right to the Giants yesterday. I don't care how we did it, but they got the job done. Listen, man, I would just like to thank the Giants organization, Coach Dayball, for that wonderful game plan of letting us win because I don't, they didn't throw the ball and we still almost lost. They had negative nine, I believe, passing yards, the lowest in NFL history. And it took a miracle for us to win that game. So I would just like to thank the Giants organization for that gift wrap win because Lord knows we needed it. And it wasn't just the game plan, bro, that Dable basically handed us the game. Yeah. It was just the coaching decisions. On fourth and one, how are you not going for it? With the, <laughs> I, with an angry and determined Saquon Barkley who, let's face it, was kind of running it down our throats in the second half a little bit. I know once Al Woods went out, it looked like the Jets struggled stopping the run. I didn't know what was going on there, but – you needed a yard, and worst-case scenario is you don't get it, and you're in the same scenario as you were already in when you missed the field goal. You have a kicker that clearly is not healthy in Graham Gano, and I know a lot of Jet fans, I said this to a few Jet fans, and they said, no, I don't think you're right. But I think Will McDonald affected the the kick because he jumped over the center like he jumped over the cars leading up to the draft. So maybe we're, we're, we're using Will McDonald to his strength strengths after all. But I thought he affected it. I thought Dable should have went for it on that fourth down. And also, we were lucky. I was so happy when the Jets lost the coin toss in overtime. I'm like, oh, this is great. We're starting off on defense. We got our best shot of scoring so far today. So, uh, Dable, I don't know, man. Uh, he he had a great year last year, but this was not a good game and not a good showing for Brian Dable in terms of just managing the overall game. And I don't care. Look. We have given away, and I know a lot of people love to say, oh, you know, they played a third-string quarterback, and this guy was hurt, and that guy was hurt. Do not tell me about injuries in the National Football League, all right? I don't even – look, we we don't need to get into Rodgers, AVT, but how about the fact that we had a center that was promoted off the practice squad? And the kid played decent. I get it. He allowed five pressures and one sack. What are we expecting? The kid was off the practice squad. He's never played center in an NFL game before. He played a little bit in the preseason for the Titans. But how about, look, let's give the kid credit at center. He knew to get up there and put the ball down, and so we were able to spike it. I mean, look, 
that's no small thing. So let's give credit to where it's due there. So I don't want to play the excuse game of injuries and all that and taking away from what the Jets did. Did they get a little bit of help? Sure. But what team doesn't get it? Good teams get these little breaks that the Jets never got. There's been plenty of games where the officials have screwed us. It was I, I was tuning into the fan today for the first time in a while where I was listening to like a good portion of the show because I would just love to hear Geeky Barber and that Baldy uh, just cry about the Giants losing yesterday. And they had to bring up every scenario. They're like, oh, well, the, that wasn't an offsides on Kayvon Thibodeau. And this guy got hurt. And it was raining. Every excuse in the book, man. It felt so good sticking it to those stiffs over there and all the other Giant fans who we have to, who we have to live with. Uh, over the last four years, four more years, we get to live with this one. So um, that felt great. But still, winning is not easy in this league, Jet fans. And we're going to get into the negative because there was there was definitely some negatives of this game and some things need to change if we want to keep winning. But three wins in a row, four and three, it's all right in front of us. And they did what we asked them to do. They won the game. Yep, no, you're 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 completely right, man. That's the most important thing is we got the win. Like we played great game, not I wouldn't say great, but solid games against the Chiefs and these other teams, and we and we lose. So at the end of the day, the the record is all that matters. Definitely shout out to Xavier Newman because man, was he in a tough spot. I mean, not only did he come to the game as a guard and then had to move over to center, but like you said, man, every second um of that last play in the fourth quarter, every every second meant a lot and you know, any any hitch in that play and, and the game is over. So shout out to him. Shout out to him for knowing the rules and um and, and for us to be, to be able to spike the ball. That was huge. Yeah, absolutely, bro. And and our special teams, man, how good is this kicking tandem of Thomas Morstead? And I don't want to give Greg Zerline too much credit here because I don't want to jinx him for anything, but he's he's play he's kicked very well for the Jets this year. I will leave it at that. But Morstead, he's one of the best punters in the league right now. I mean, we we have punters in tears after games. That's that's how much we're leaning on our special teams and our punter. Uh, even Will McDonald made a play in the special teams. The return game has not been great. Gibson's been giving me a little bit of a heart attack when he's been fielding these punts, uh, I must say. So, look, he's a, he's, a, he's a young kid. He's a rookie. I get all that. Gibson actually did get hurt in this game, and he, he did eventually return. He was the only Jet that got hurt and did return uh, for this contest. But, look, man, this team... They, this is the formula, Jet fans, and this is if the Jets are going to win games, this is how it's going to have to be because we're not good enough on offense and we don't have the quarterback that is going to put teams away to where we're sitting comfortably in the fourth quarter and we can all relax. No, they're going to have to come back a decent amount. They're not going to be playing with the lead too much. All right, these are going to be low-scoring, ugly games where we're, we will have to play field position. We will have to bank on the defense standing on its head. Forcing turnovers. I can't get on them for not forcing a turnover yesterday. They clearly did not have too many opportunities, even though Quincy Williams, if he if he kept his head up right there, I thought that was a pick six when he got that stupid personal foul penalty on, uh, I think, who was the receiver? Was it Barkley? or was, I don't know who it was, but still, too many penalties yesterday in this game. Solid, very undisciplined team. It wasn't even undisciplined. It was just basic stupidity by the Jets. They gave away a touchdown there. Five personal foul penalties I think they got yesterday. That's unacceptable. Michael Clemens with a killer penalty on special teams lining up offsides. I thought the Jets were going to come back and take the lead on that punt, by the way. They were going to get good field. We're going to get the ball at midfield, probably. The giant punter, Gillum, was punting horribly in this game. He got a few lucky bounces uh, that the Jets didn't field and it just bounced the right way, but he was not punting well. I thought, okay, you know what? We'll get it at midfield. Maybe we'll get a first down. 
Lord knows, maybe two first downs the way that game was going. And I thought we would take the lead. And then once Michael Clemens went off sides, I go, I don't know, man. The game's over. I had a feeling we weren't going to touch the ball again. It came awfully close. But the penalties need to improve with this football team. We are not good enough to withstand these penalties on a weekly basis to actual football team because the Giants are not an actual football team. And I get it. Yeah, look, they were close to beating us. Ha ha. But they, guess what? They didn't. And I don't care. They didn't. And there are no and I don't want to hear anybody talk about the refs or anything else. All right. Go watch the Chiefs. If you are telling me that I couldn't say the Jets got hosed against the Chiefs or the Jets didn't get hosed last year against the Patriots with John Franklin Myers roughing the passer, do not give me any excuses for the Jets winning this football game. So, look, a lot to clean up, but the Jets have two things. Awesome defense, awesome special teams. We will have to play the field position battle if Zach Wilson's going to be our quarterback for the rest of the year. Plain and simple. No, I, I definitely agree. And and just going off to your earlier point, I mean, we used to pray for a good punter and a good kicker, man. And knock on wood, but it's it's happening before our eyes. I mean, like we where would we where would we be after yesterday's game without uh more said in those punts? Five three punts within the five yard line is absolutely insane. So shout out to him. Um, but back to this offense, man. We are struggling bad. Bad. And I mean, those, I don't know what the exact stat was on third down, but it was like one of 12. And the only conversion was on a Zach Wilson run, which, which, which shows a lot and says a lot, but one, I think we have to get this offensive. I mean, not, I think I know we have to get this offensive line healthy. We have to bring in some guys because Billy Tanner cannot be our starting right guard. That's, that's, that cannot happen. <laughs> um, and, and granted there's been injuries and things like that, but he, it's not helping out our quarterback, and Lord knows he needs the help. Um, but yeah, man, this offense just needs needs to get it together. Look, I, I look, I completely agree with you about the offensive line. We can get on about the receivers not getting open. All right, not creating enough separation. Sure, we can get on the play calling. This quarterback does not see the field. It's plain and simple. All right, we can get on all that. At the bottom, the bottom line here is if all that was perfect, how much of a difference is it really making with the kid that, let's face it, man, he has no clue what he's doing back there most of the time. I mean, how many times yesterday did the blitz come and he just walked backwards again, rolled out right or left, and he, the sacks he took were terrible. I mean, how are you taking a sack? on fourth and 10 at the with the game on the line are you kidding me throw it up there maybe there's a person a, a flag for pass interference or something like that he took some horrible sacks and that and the, we spotted them three points look the points the giants got yesterday were all because the jets gave them to the giants right i mean zach fumbles the ball and all the penalties on defense and look Let's face it, Jet fans, we should have won that game in regulation 7-6, even with giving them the three points on the fumble, if it wasn't for Jermaine Johnson's stupid personal foul penalty. And Tommy DeVito gets a call, but, you know, you could throw Zach around like a freaking ragdoll. He's in his third year in the league, and he still doesn't get a call. Um, but th look, man, this quarterback is br he's brutal. And I get it. The Jets won the game, and I'm not trying to sound like a Debbie Downer or anything like that. Fans need to just realize we need to win. We need to figure out ways. And I think the coaching staff knows this deep down. We need to find ways to win in spite of a quarterback that he's just 
trying to come along for the ride, man. He, he it's bet that was some of the worst quarterbacking that we've seen. And if they didn't win this game, that's all we would be talking about today as Jet fans. That quarterbacking was horrible, horrible, dude. If it wasn't, he made, and look, and, and a lot of Jet fans love to say, oh, but what about the throws he made with 25 seconds left? And, oh, this and that. Look, the, I mean, what is this, Tebow? Where, where T, I don't know if you remember when Tebow was just horrible the whole game, and then inside two minutes in a two-minute offense, he would lead the Broncos back because, look, they were winning games the way we are with defense and special teams. McManus made all those kicks for those Bronco teams in the altitude and mile high, and that was a great defense, just like this is a great defense. So, um, look, there's some there's some parallels there, and there are 99% of that game, Zach Wilson played horrible football, and that is a fact. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I would say this about Zach, though. I think, well, I don't think this is one of the worst games we've seen from him. I mean, there have been some bad games, especially. It's the third worst that we've seen from him. I well, I, I don't care. The, the first two were definitely the Patriots' <laughs> losses from last year. Oh, I, I was going to say the Jaguars game and the Patriots game from last yeah, year that's true. in New that's England. True. Ooh, there's been some stinkers. <laughs> but, the, but the, any- this would have been this <laughs> would have been right up there if they would have lost, dude. Oh my god, oh, that was hard. He played horrible, dude. We were going to lose to a football team with negative nine passing yards yesterday. No, I definitely agree. I think my issue with him, it honestly hasn't even been like. Obviously, he made some. He made a couple of bad throws. The one to Brees Hall was pretty bad. Um, but I think the most concerning thing for me right now is like his pocket presence and awareness. Because, like you said, bro, he's taking horrible sacks at the worst possible times. And yes, he's not throwing interceptions, but like you said before, he's still fumbling the ball. Like it's still it's still causing the other team to to get a good field position. So. That's been my biggest concern from him. I will say that he did make a couple of good throws yesterday. That one to Lazard, I, I think it was before the half on second down. That's probably one of the best throws he's had all season, and, and Lazard dropped it. Lazard ha- has had some issues with, with the drops uh, recently. Um, I, There was that one throw in overtime to Brees Hall on second down where if, if Brees catches that, he's turning up field for a good 30 yards. So there are some missed opportunities from, from, from the offense, but – he still needs to get it together and have an idea of what he's doing in the pocket, especially. Can somebody on the coaching staff please tell this kid, hey, when they're playing man coverage and you have nothing but green grass in front of you, you're allowed to freaking run the ball? How many times, dude, can he just simply step up and run? All the runs, exactly. All the runs he has is when he's rolling out and there's nothing open and there's an opening on the outside. Dude, run up the field. Get the first down and slide. This isn't hard here. I mean, he just – and he doesn't even look. That just goes to show that he doesn't even look at the field, dude. Even even the pass that he had to Lazard right before uh, the Jets kicked the game-tying field goal, he told Mike Florio – I don't know if you're watching the, uh, the, the, uh, the football night in America on NBC before that stellar game they gave us last night in the NFL. Really, just – I mean, who schedules these things? But anyway – um, he told Florio, I was like, yeah, I didn't really know what I was doing there. I just saw him open and uh, thought we had enough time. I mean, dude, he doesn't even process this stuff. It's it, it's so infuriating, man. And I get it. The team is winning and that's great. But is this a sustainable way of winning football games? And look, Jet fans, the way we have to win is kind of like backwards, man. We need to win like a freaking 90s, early 2000s football team. We can't win like a 2023 football team with Zach Wilson playing quarterback right now. And it, it and look, you could tell me all, oh, but the, the improvements he's made and 
and this and that. Yeah, he couldn't get any worse. But if we want to ultimately be a playoff team in the AFC, look at all the heavy hitters we have, man. Look, there's only one playoff spot, in my opinion, up for grabs right now. Because you look, the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Bengals, the Ravens. Uh, there's one more that, that I'm missing. The Jaguars, yeah. obviously, they'll win that terrible division. And the Bills, that's six playoff teams right there. That means it's between us, the Chargers, the Steelers, and I guess the Raiders and Browns, but I, I don't really, yeah, like, I don't know. And and it's so frustrating and it's tough as a Jet fan to look ahead with this quarterback because, look, yeah, should the Jets beat a L.A. Chargers team coming to our building on primetime TV? And we know the Chargers have not been good traveling to the East Coast. We know they're not a great primetime team. We know Brandon Staley is a terrible coach. We know all that. And the Raiders have not been any good this year. There is not a there is every game on our schedule, and this includes the two meetings with the Dolphins and the meeting with the Bills that we have. I would say the two best teams left on our schedule for the rest of the season. We could win any game on the schedule, but we could also lose any game on this schedule, as we saw yesterday. And you cannot tell me otherwise. Just think to yourselves: we almost lost to a team that have neg that had negative nine yards passing. You cannot tell me we cannot lose to any team in the National Football League. And I get it; we beat the Eagles. We we absolutely beat the Eagles. We beat the Bills. We should have beat the Chiefs. That that's, that backs up my point exactly. We can beat any team, and we can lose to any team. These games, I saw a tweet about it. I don't know who had it, so my apologies. But these Jet games are a legitimate coin flip of who is going to win. And it'll come down to the wire with this great defense of ours. I was going to say that's probably like the 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 beauty of being a Jets fan is that you we could win any game, but we could also put up an absolute – stinker <laughs> and lose and it's it's any given sunday man that's i guess that's the uh the the, the contract you sign as, as being a jets fan but i i think that's it's so right because man like he especially with zach like it's not even the, the team but zach especially it's just so inconsistent like there's the the times in the chiefs game when he was making these beautiful throws and and really starting to process things and then it's like you go back to to yesterday or, or go back even to the patriots game it's like dude are these the same play? Is this the same player? So that that's just the most frustrating part. But man, I I think, well, hopefully we just gotta we we gotta beat the Chargers, man. We have to. Yeah, and look, it, the Chiefs game was good and all. I think we need to kind of flush that because that game was just out of sheer desperation. All right, they they were like, kid, just let, let's just go fling it around, and they were down seventeen to nothing, and they got a little momentum after the same like. That game was fine, and I don't want to take any credit away from him, but that that's not going to be the normal with this kid. You almost need him to play like he did in Denver without turning the football over, obviously. And if they would have, and clearly, I mean, credit to him, he clearly learned from that two minute disaster in Denver where they ran out of time before halftime. He spiked the ball down yesterday. That Denver game is almost like a way that the Jets need to win, where he made a few throws late in the game. He made a few plays, and even yesterday to to a little bit lesser of an extent, and we know that we got a little bit of help to make those two plays. And I know a lot of people want to bring up, oh, those were such great throws. Folks, let's relax. Let me break those two, two throws down for you. They were not guarding the middle of the field. They weren't. They weren't sending a blitz. They, they First of all, they had a free play on the one to, to Garrett Wilson. And, you know, if they didn't have a free play, is he chucking the ball there? I, I'm not too sure about that. 
I really am not. So that obviously gave him a little bit of sense of security. And thankfully, the officials let the Jets run the play. I mean, I thought they were going to blow that thing dead. God, God, I'm like, whoa, they're letting us do something here for once. Um, and then the one to Lazard, they weren't guarding the middle of the field. They just didn't want him to throw it to the boundary so they can get out and then kick a long field goal. So, yeah, we have to give him credit. He made those throws, but we can't just see those throws and say, okay, why don't we let Zach fling the ball around more and let him be this gunslinger? No, 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 no. We can't have him turn the ball over. The way we're going to win these games, the formula is run the football with Brees Hall, control the field position, control the clock, and hopefully the defense forces a turnover or two to set us up with better field position. And then the hope is that the red zone offense improves from what it was in the beginning. That's the only way the Jets are going to win. We're not going to win these games like traditional teams. Get that out of your head, Jet fans. That's just not who we are. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. We have a good formula that we can make the playoffs with. And maybe if that Aaron Rodgers guy comes back and play, then we can start getting excited again. But um, look, really, really, really bad quarterback play yesterday. And it was great that they won. And I was jumping for joy. I almost had a freaking stroke watching that game yesterday for crying out loud. I mean, how can you not? I was ready to, I was watching it with my brother yesterday at my house and I was getting ready to to leave. I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. With like, right right as the Giants got the ball back and then what happened happened. So look, that was great. But at the end of the day, I want to, I didn't want to just beat the Giants this year, Jet fans. I want to make the playoffs for the first time in 13 years. And if we're going to do that, it needs to be better. Not, not, I think it needs to be better. It must be better if that's what we're going to do. Absolutely. And, and listen, if we, if we put up that performance against any other team, we're flat out getting smoked by, by 30. So that, that's, that's putting it plain and simple. I will say though, I thought another good throw that he had was an overtime to the throw to Garrett Wilson. Granted, it would have been a first down either way because of the penalty, but just staying in the pocket, getting the ball out. I thought that was a pretty good throw. He made four um, good throws in this yeah. game. I, I would, I would, I would, I would agree with that. And also, yesterday the run game was absolutely horrid. So, I guess he didn't have help there as well. But I do agree with you that it's going to be a lot of Brees Hall. We're going to have to spam Garrett Wilson because I, I don't really trust any of these other wide receivers at this moment. I'm going to be honest with you. I think we have solid tight end play, and, and we can get creative to to use them. But Garrett Wilson is the only wide receiver that I trust to even get open at this point. Well, look, let, let me let me break down uh, two things that you said there. Yeah, the run game wasn't there yesterday because the Giants and Wink Martindale, they're not stupid. They're putting everybody at the line of scrimmage to dare this kid to throw the ball, and they know what the Jets are trying to do. And when you don't have a threat of, you know, a, a downfield pass game and you don't have confidence in your quarterback to make the defense pay and you don't have confidence in the quarterback to, you know, stand in there in the pocket against the blitz and get the ball out of his hands quick and hang on to the football if it results in a sack. Yeah, you have to run the ball, and the Giants knew that, and that's why the Jets' running game against most opponents, it's not going to be there most of the weeks. If if the defense and they and the other team has a prominent front seven, and the Giants have a good front seven, I don't care what anybody tells me, the Giants have been playing much better on defense the last couple of weeks. Yeah, the Jets aren't going to be able to get the run game going unless they establish the pass, which they did not do all day. And you know, look, a lot of people want to get on the receivers and the drops and, and the lack of separation. I get all that. But folks, this quarterback and this offense, and, and this will tie with Nathaniel Hackett as well. Zach doesn't throw guys open. Alan Lazard is a possession receiver. All right. He made a living in Green Bay off of Aaron Rodgers throwing him open in tight windows and trusting Alan Lazard to win those contested catches. All right. 
Zach Wilson does not have a feel for playing quarterback like that. So that's why a guy like Alan Lazard is going to struggle. Garrett Wilson's great. Garrett, it doesn't, we saw last year, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Garrett Wilson will find his way to get his on a weekly basis. And just imagine how much better he would be if they had an Aaron Rodgers here. So, and a lot of people want to get on Hackett. Look, Jet fans, you can't have the best of both worlds. A lot of people are like, well, why, why aren't we throwing more on first down? And why aren't we throwing the ball down the field more? And then they say in the same sentence, oh, we got to give Brees Hall more carries. No, no, no. You can't have it both ways, guys. If you want the kid to throw more, how is Brees Hall getting more carries? Like, can we pick a side here, people? Can we please blame somebody other than every other point of the team besides just the quarterback not having an understanding of what he's doing back there to be trusted with these opportunities? And before we all get on Hackett, let me remind people of the circumstances that Nathaniel Hackett was dealing with this year. He signed up getting paid for the next, what, five years by the Denver Broncos? Next four years. I think he signed a five-year deal with Denver to be their head coach. And he thought he was coaching his best buddy. Aaron Rodgers, or if they weren't going to get Rodgers, which I believe that they knew they were going to get Rodgers the whole time, but that's besides the point, a veteran quarterback. He didn't sign up to come here and just grasp at straws at the hardest reclamation project that the league has seen in probably the last 20 years. Zach Wilson was in the same sentence as Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell. What quarterback is, what coordinator is coming in here and magically making this kid into this, you know, average at best NFL starter in one season, not even in one season, in an offseason where he wasn't even getting starter reps. He was the backup, right? The playbook wasn't meant for Zach Wilson. It was meant for a Hall of Fame MVP legend in Aaron Rodgers. This offense was built off of being finesse, right? Where it would be pre-snap. It would be, okay, this is what the defense is doing. We have two plays called. Rodgers doesn't like the first one, he's going to go to the second one. He's going to hot route receivers. He's going to do all this magic. He's going to fix the protections if he doesn't like them up front. Zach Wilson does not know any of that. And that was the offense that was put in. And Nathaniel Hackett had to take all. And also another thing, Aaron Rodgers was going to throw these guys open too. All right. It was built off of just one, two, three, get the ball out in space. Okay. This guy's foot is in the ground a certain way. I'm going to throw it there. As soon as he turns, the ball's going to be there. And they had that rapport from the whole offseason, they weren't catching passes from Zach Wilson, these guys. And in within not even it's not even like they had it wasn't like Rodgers got hurt in the preseason where they had time in training camp to install plays for Zach Wilson. They had to take everything they did for an entire offseason and put it in the incinerator. Do you know how hard that is to do? Do you know how hard it is to call plays for a kid that you did not call plays for with the starters for an entire training camp and having to do that? four plays into the season. It wasn't like, it's not like Zach Wilson is Tyrod Taylor where he's just a professional quarterback, right? It's not like he's Jacoby Brissett that's played a lot of football. He's a kid that is literally starting from below the ground. I think Salah said that he was in the grave and now he's trying to get out. I don't know what the hell he was saying. I don't know if you heard that during the broadcast yesterday, but these analogies the coach comes up with <laughs> are something else. But I just want people to understand how hard Nathaniel Hackett's job is. And yes, there was some idiocy yesterday. Empty backfield on third and one? Are you freaking kidding me? That's the best you have? The red zone has not been great this year. All right, even though there have been guys open, I think that's due to a lack of execution of scheme. But again, that's calling plays for a guy that that's not his game. It, it's simply not ex execution is just not something Zach Wilson excels at. Schoolyard, backyard, all the freestyle, 
that's Zach Wilson's game. You kind of have to let him be a little bit of a wild ass at times. And that's something that you don't really call for an offensive coordinator. The best plays we've seen from Zach Wilson are all off scripted. The the two minute offense is a perfect example because none of that's really scripted, right? That's just you trying to make something out of nothing. And that's what Zach Wilson kind of does well, I guess. So I just want Jeff fans to get that through their minds. I think a lot of people are being critical of the play calling and they're looking at every single option to blame. That is not Zach Wilson. And you just need to call it how it is. You hope that he plays like a serviceable backup. And for the most part this year, he has. But yesterday, man, he played like that guy that was in the same sentence as Jamarcus Russell. No, I, I definitely I definitely agree with most things. The one thing I do disagree is that he didn't throw Lazard open yesterday. I thought there were two drops that he had that you should you should catch. But in terms of Nathaniel Hackett and Zach Wilson, I actually think that Nathaniel Hackett has gotten the best out of Zach Wilson thus far. I mean, we saw how he was with the floor, and it wasn't pretty. Um, listen, can he be better? Absolutely. The The one game that I really lost my mind was the Patriots game. But other Not than yesterday. That, um. Dude, he I mean, played horrible. Guess, yeah, he no, played I, better know, in the he played. Hang on, he played better in the Patriot game than this game. As sad so? as that's, yes, he did. A hundred percent, he did. He did. I I think I'm not as upset because we won the game, which yeah, is that's why. If we would have yeah. lost, you'd be saying it's the worst performance he had all year. Okay, so how many starts is that? I guess he's technically he played in all seven games, but the Dallas game that was obviously not great. The Patriots game not great. And yesterday was not great, but I think, listen, it sounds crazy, but like coming from where he was last year, I guess it's an improvement. That's how low the expectations were. But I mean, you got to give credit, some credit to him as well. Like he came into this year thinking he's going to learn from Aaron Rodgers and he probably has been, but like he wasn't even supposed to be in this position anyway. So he's lucky to be on the um, team. Yeah, no, for real. Like we're talking about, we're talking about trading him for, for late round picks and things like that. So I mean, just to see him playing this way, I listen, they're four and three, and we probably should be three and four. Could it probably be like oh and seven if we're <laughs> if we're if we're really really thinking about it? But um, yeah, I mean, I think Nathaniel Hackett has gotten the best out of Zach Wilson. I just again, the, the most important thing or things that need to improve is the red zone and and third down execution. But who knows how that's gonna how that's gonna happen. And yes, I definitely agree with you to a certain extent. If we're really, you know, <laughs> trying to grasp at straws here. Your point is your point is accurate. All right. It is. Right, sure. Give, give him credit there. The team is four and three. We definitely would have signed up for that, even with Aaron Rodgers. But by the way, back to your point about Lazard, I thought he caught that ball, that that slant in the middle of the field on third and 10. Of course, of course, the Jets don't get a little bit of a break. I'm like, there's no way the replay. No. I thought they were going to overturn <laughs> Garrett Wilson's call too. I'm like, oh, come on. You think the guys in New York are going to help the Jets out here of all teams? Give me a break. But still, uh, yeah, Lazard's got to play better. But again, Lazard didn't sign up to play with Zach. Well, again, that's another guy. He thought he was coming here to play with his buddy Aaron Rodgers. And he look, it's so hard to play. I don't think people realize how hard it is for the offensive line to block for this kid because of just the lack of awareness and just overall sense of what's going on back there because they don't know if the kid's going to just roll out as soon as he gets the ball. They don't know. I mean, he's holding on to the ball for too long. It's so hard to block for this guy. It's not even funny. Even the receivers don't know what he's going to do. I mean, they could be running certain routes a certain way, and he's rolling out the other possible direction away from I mean, they don't even know what he's doing. They don't know when he's going to throw balls. I mean, he again, there, there's, there's really no structure here. 
with the offense. That's why it's so tough for me to get on guys. And sure, we can break it down with like Lazard dropping passes and other guys. I got news for you, bro. There's, there's guys across the whole league that drop passes and the, and the quarterbacks figure it out. So there's two heads, two, there's two sides of the story here that Jet fans, for the most part, are not willing to explore, but I will. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, my thing is if the ball hits your hands, you got to catch it. That's that is my only that is my only complaint. But it happens, I, though, is what I'm saying. Oh, 100 percent. Obviously, you know, these guys aren't perfect. <laughs> um, That was just my only I don't I, would, I don't want, I don't want to say concern, but my only thing with Lazard, at least yesterday, he's made some listen, he's made some some pretty good catches for us. And obviously, like you said, he was coming here to play with Aaron Rodgers. And I think his production would have been a little bit different. If, if Aaron Rodgers was here. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. But I, honestly, I didn't really have too many concerns with the O-line yesterday. I mean, look at the damn position we were in. We <laughs> were playing our fourth string center and a, a tackle at guard, like against a team that is heavily blitzing. Like I, I was expecting a lot worse. As soon as he fumbled that first snap from Newman, I thought it was like gonna be absolutely horrible. You're holding that. your Listen, breath as every single like, snap. Every single snap. And even after that, like I think the next snap after the fumble was like a high snap. Oh, what and- were they doing in shotgun for that also, right? Like Matt Ryan's like, I think it's actually a better <laughs> idea that they're in shotgun. Really, Matt? You want them to snap it in the back of the end zone? I mean, I know you probably <laughs> hate the Jets too because they didn't want you when you probably wanted to go play for them, but still, I mean, come on. Bro, they had freaking Lake and Tomlinson <laughs> practicing they, snaps. Like, uh, yeah, they were having like tryouts <laughs> on the sideline of centers. It was, yeah, it was. It it could have been a lot worse. I mean, granted, it was not great, but we got the win. We got out of there, and we need some bodies fast. Yeah, I, I would be surprised, and I know Salah pulled, pulled the whole. Oh, it's so tough to trade for offensive linemen. Coach, give me a break. Some, some, some. We just need a body that has played center before. They don't even have to be any good. I mean, just somebody that can snap the football successfully. And and I'm, that's nothing to take away from. Uh, what was it Newman? I think Xavier Newman was the name. I mean, not, nothing to take away from him. But coach, we need somebody that's a little bit more tra- well traveled. And I brought the scenario up last podcast. Remember when I said, "Oh, what happens if McCovern gets hurt?" I guess Schweitzer plays guard, and maybe Billy Turner or Max Mitchell, who have gotten reps, will slide over to guard and, and play there while Schweitzer's the center. I didn't think of the scenario. What happens if both get hurt? But of course, that that is being a Jet fan uh, right there. An interesting thing that I thought of for the offensive line is, I don't know if you remember, but I remember when the Jets drafted Max Mitchell, a lot of people thought that he might have been a guard at the next level. That's maybe something that I would be willing uh, to explore if if Mitchell can go over and play right guard and then I mean, we, we need somebody to play. We need somebody to play center other other than I, – I, look, I'm sure by Thursday's podcast, the trade deadline is tomorrow. We'll have more to talk about on that front. And I see a lot of Jet fans that are out there thinking there's some big trade coming with them. Folks, what 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 could they do outside of getting some more depth on the offensive line? We, what do we need, more receivers for Zach Wilson not to see that are wide open because he can't see the field? I mean, what are we doing here, Jet fans? We're going to have assets for that? I don't know. I'm saving up my my and a lot of I was I used to be out more on the board of uh, okay let's go get you know Hunter Renfro Jerry Judy no 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 it, I saw yesterday firsthand how that's not exactly moving the needle for us this year let's save up the assets and let's save the cap space and let's save that big move at wide receiver for this offseason when Devontae Adams is available from the Los I almost said Oakland Las Vegas Raiders to reunite with Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lazard and you know get the ba- get the band back together for one last run maybe so that that's that's where i'll leave that yeah i mean listen if they bring in a wide receiver great i just don't think anybody's available that's like really moving the needle for us 
And um, even if even if so, like let's say Devontae Adams gets traded for it, what I mean, dude, I mean he's losing his mind catching passes for Jimmy Garoppolo. What's he gonna do with Zach Wilson? I mean, listen, Devontae and Garrett Wilson might be scary hours, but anyway, Zach still won't find them open. <laughs> hey, he finds Garrett. He's fi- he finds Garrett. Kind sometimes. of a Garrett. I mean, just think of all the times Garrett's open and Zach's not looking at him. As, you know, that's very true. I mean, honestly, I'm down to just throw it to him like 15 times a game at this they point. They have to. <laughs> like, no, no, really... dude, 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 that's part of the formula for us to win. And I, I'm sorry I left that out. It's obviously running the football, Brees Hall, playing great defense, special teams. They're going to tear, they got to target Garrett Wilson at least 10 times a game. I mean, if he's getting single digit targets, you are failing miserably as an offense right there. No, no, no. I agree. 10 to 15 targets. Hell, even more. I don't care. You got to pepper that ball to Garrett Wilson and make sure he's happy. I listen, I definitely agree. And he's he's him and Brees Hall. I don't know which one is better or my favorite, but man, they are both special players. And I'm certainly glad we have them. But I, I agree with the original point. I don't we need to bring in offensive linemen like fast. I don't granted the wide receivers aren't the best, but like we have NFL guys <laughs> in, in that group. We are banking on a <laughs> practice squad offensive guard to snap the football that is not a recipe for success i i think they'll get that fixed uh by, by at least friday i mean be nice. i mean look i know the jets looked at uh ben jones in the offseason uh the former titan center who's obviously well traveled and has played a lot of football i'm not sure what type of physical shape he's in but if that's at least a remote possibility yeah i'm i'm uh i'm in for that so it, that that's yet to be remain. Uh, that's yet to be seen. But look, moral of the story here today, folks. We got the job done. Got to cut that. The penalties. Oh, the penalties. That's got to change. We've been getting penalized way too much, uh, way too much in the last uh, couple of weeks. Ever since week two, they have to be up there with the most penalties across the whole league. I don't know who can be possibly getting penalized more than us. But um, and another thing too. Before I forget, how is Michael Carter still on the team? I mean, this guy plays like. What, 20 snaps a week? I don't even know what it is. And he still finds a way to do something stupid on a two-minute drill. I mean, he's playing two-minute offense with us, and he runs out of bounds when the Giants are trying to they're, – they're clearly trying to run the clock out for the Giants to take timeouts and then throw the ball and then punt the ball back to him so they can take knees and not score. I mean, what are you doing, Michael Carter? Have some sort of awareness. When he's not dropping passes in the two-minute drills, he's running out of bounds when we don't need him to. I mean, enough. I would love to see Izzy up and running, man. I'm so sick of Michael Carter doing something stupid on a weekly basis. I I just had to get that in this program at some point. I I almost forgot about that to be honest. That's how that's how much stuff happened yesterday that I almost forgot about that idiotic play. But I agree with you, man. It's I mean at least Brees Hall was getting a lot more third down action yesterday, which I which I noticed. I think as a pass catcher too. Yeah, I I think that should definitely be the move moving forward. Um, Dalvin Cook. It's still the same story. It's just not a lot left, in my opinion. I, I mean, feel for really him. Getting, he's not really getting used anyways, but that's because, like, even when he's out there, bro, he just looks a, He looks so he doesn't much care. I don't know if he doesn't care. or And he's got to get going. Bro, something is up where he just looks like – it looks like a different game speed when he's out there, and it's he's missing holes. He's not really – doesn't really have that burst anymore, which is, I mean, he got two carries yesterday, bro. Like, yeah. what are we really, you know? <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. It's not really, it's, it's hard for him to really, it's, I mean, he has two carries, but like he has two carries for a reason. <laughs> yeah. He came here to play with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and look, I, a lot of people like to get on cook and I get it. He's making a lot of money. So it's tough to really feel bad for him, but still he didn't sign up for this. He, he no. didn't. He, and look, 
the offense with Aaron Rodgers would look so much different. People like yeah. it, it. The play we're, we're calling plays like this is like NFL football one hundred and one. Like these plays that we're running are probably in every single playbook. On like you know, these are probably like the plays that people are practicing outside of like the few little gadgety plays that we run that are on like teams menus for like the first week of OTAs or something. Like that's how basic the Jets are running their offense right now. It would have been totally different from that aspect. And also they would have ran more plays, dude. When when do we ever drive the field for a touchdown? Right? Like when do we start on the 25 and drive up the field and score a touchdown? It hasn't happened much this year. <laughs> so really. uh, yes, it would it would have been way different. Obviously the energy and the effort would have been there from Cook. He, he it is what it is. And honestly, I wouldn't trade him because God forbid and knock on every all the wood everywhere um, that nothing happens to Brees Hall. But God forbid. I mean, do we really want Michael Carter starting again? Is that is that what people are just chomping at the bit for? Or is he who can't play for whatever reason? I don't know. And uh, one last thing before we go, something about the center position that I completely overlooked. Pittman's going to be the center when he gets back. So that's that's something to keep in mind, too. So maybe they won't make that drastic move to, to give Pittman his real shot at center. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't know what his injury status is. At least he was kind of in consideration for this week, which I guess is a good sign um, from what happened in the Eagles game. But hopefully he 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 heals up fast because uh, we we definitely need it. Because I listen, Newman put him at guard. I don't. I Lord knows, I'd rather see Newman than Billy Turner at this point. <laughs> yeah, Billy Turner. <laughs> Billy Turner is pretty brutal. Um, I think Titman's going to need another week. I think Tittman one more week, and I think he'll play against the Raiders. Uh, just a gut feeling. Just based it. off of everything we've heard. I will definitely I will definitely sign up for that. Yeah. Well, that will do it for tonight's show. Please leave us that five-star review. Follow, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. And we will be back on Thursday breaking down a big Monday night football game against the L.A. Chargers. We'll talk to everyone soon. Giant fans, hope you're having a horrible week. As always, go Jets. Go Jets.